0: Everybody is Welcome to Tanked Up, the uh, podcast about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben Noether, I'm joined by Alex Malpass. Yay. Hello. Hello. And we're joined by Adel Keji. Hello. Hey, dude. Let's get straight into some beers. Yeah. Okay, so we've got some... We don't have an um,
1: Honest Brew Box this week because no. I didn't change my debit card details with them when I lost my card the other day, so they're <laughs> still waiting for me to pay them. And
0: that, you know, <laughs> so is it sat in a warehouse where, somewhere? Yeah, probably. Okay.
1: So we went to Waitrose where everything is better and <laughs> everything makes sense. A little bit finally. slower, I found. Yeah, that's true. And we didn't really fit. In because no. they're all old and rich, and <laughs> I'm only middle aged and
2: poor. So hmm. I so, wouldn't classify you as middle aged.
1: Well, what's what's middle aged? I mean, I'm 32. I'll be 33. So a you'd days. be middle
2: aged if you expected to die at 64. Which is, around then. <laughs> <around> <laughs> Which is about I
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's my expected, my actual life expectancy in the UK for a man is probably only about uh, 75. I think it's
0: about 75, yeah. So
1: yeah. I'm, I'm in the bandwidth of half. I'm certainly not in the first half. Oh, I mean, what a, a joyous quarter. start to the podcast yeah. it is. I'm in the middle third of my life. Yeah, I'll go so with that. So, yeah, right. middle age.
0: What did Waitrose have on
1: offer? Lots of lovely, lovely beers, actually. A surprisingly mm. good selection of beers. Um, and we drank lots of them yesterday. We did. And then only I went to work because it's a hmm. bank holiday in the UK today. So then, uh, and our respective other halves pissed the day away. Got to, got to
2: lounge. And uh, it's not a bank holiday w- uh, in the beer industry, I take it? it? It
1: is, where they just don't give a shit about that. Just, you have to <laughs> work anyway. It's just someone works on christmas day that's how non-stop it is the production they, line keeps whatever
2: happens do they actually um pay you the time and a half or whatever it is for no. working on a bank holiday yeah, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> that's all been stomped all over in the contract which i i'm not complaining just <laughs> in <terms of> case this <laughs> goes out i i like my employment there and i'm not complaining about the terms of it but it's you know that it doesn't—you just have to forget about things like that. There's no bank holidays. There's no pursuing out with holidays. That's fair. That's fair. So, so that means you you, you're probably well up for a beer. I'm up for a beer, yeah. So we've got two in particular. um, This Westmal Trappist double, which is a I classic.
2: Know. Yeah, it's a pretty good dub, Trappist.
1: Yep. Um, which is no surprise. I've had it before. Um, I think you gave me one ages ago, Adam. So you've obviously had that beer before. Mm-hmm. And um, have you had one of those? Before? No, I've not had that uh, okay, one Okay, good. So at least that'll be a surprise for you. And um, we've got this ginormous bottle of uh, Meantime American Pale Ale. This India Pale a, Ale. India Pale Ale. Oh, lovely. Mm. India Pale Ale.
2: And it's a big bottle. It looks like wine.
1: Yeah, it's, it's got a. a like um Cork. Cool. Yeah, like a
2: champagne bottle. Yeah. Mm. So, so, so that means there's still active yeast in it or something? No, I think it's just fancy. Oh, so they're, it's, they don't have the cork because they have to. They have the cork because it's neat. Yep, yeah, that's right. Did so it's me. a hipster IPA.
1: Yeah, that's it. it yeah,
2: one it of the smallest 200. categories there is. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, the only hipster IPA in the
1: world. Yeah, it's, but actually not. I mean, uh, meantime recently bought out by um, Miller, mm. and now they're getting some of their. I saw this thing the other day that they're getting some of their beer brewed at the Groch. Brewery, which oh, yeah. is obviously really no longer, can you claim to be craft beer if Grosje are mass producing it for, yeah. for you and you're owned by Miller, the producers of Miller Light. So, so we've we've beer.
0: stepped out of craft beer and just gone to beer.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. Well, formerly still be... craft beer. Yes, that's right. And I Trappist does that count as
2: craft? I mean, that predates. Craft, craft beer really. by like you know, six hundred um, years or something. as long as we Monastery take the beer. small scale interpretation of craft beer, yeah, I mean it doesn't do the the craft beer notion of like not having a steadier recipe because you're gonna you know play and fool around with the craft because well, they don't, they do the same thing they've been doing for hundreds of years, yeah well, um, yeah. Of it. So yeah, exactly, so I would think that Travis beers sit fine in our wheelhouse.
0: So, whilst we open the Trappist beer, which we'll start with, what are you drinking, Adam?
2: I'm drinking the Garrison Brewing Hop Yard Pale Ale. It is a dry-hopped pale ale uh, made in Garrison Brewing, which is uh, an old garrison in Halifax um, that was converted to a brewery right on the sea, so it was a Navy garrison. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's uh, dry-hopped, so I expect... I've actually had it before, but let's pretend. I expect really strong notes on the nose. I also That's a screw top. Nice. yes. Uh, I also did that thing, which I whenever I have one beer, which is I forgot to get a cup, so my um, coloration notes may be a little brown. Yeah, you philistine, you. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's got a lovely, slight citrus, lemony taste or nose i should say it's pretty light you can definitely smell the hops but it's mostly sort of a, a light citrusy hoppy smell mm. nothing too in your face versus some of the dry hopped in ipas we've had um together mm. where the dry hopping has been severe this is sort of a it's yeah. you can tell that there's it's a strong nose in the sense of it's stronger than the average beer, but it's quite a light, pleasant, uh, lemony nose. Nice. Nothing too severe. Ooh, that's a nice dark color.
0: Yeah. It is. It's very dark. I didn't expect it to be this uh, this dark. I don't know why. Well, i come like, in various uh, colors of these Belgian beers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, it's like it looks like a Coke almost,
0: mm. except
1: yeah. the head is like thick and creamy.
0: Yeah, unlike a coke, It doesn't have a huge nose, or is it much there?
1: No, it's not about the nose, there would be, I, I reckon, probably no dry hopping at all. Yeah.
2: Um, in this. I'm guessing
1: like, malty? It's malty, yeah. It um, is. Sort of, it's a very complex flavour though, mm. there's lots going on in it, there's cherries, and strawberries, um, and the spiciness, kind of Christmas spices mm. type of thing. It's, it's really difficult to describe. It's a, yeah, it's it a unique flavour, but you know it when you've had it. Yeah. It's a great beer.
2: Have you? Uh, how would you compare it to other? It's a double, right? Mm-hmm. Or a double. Uh, how mm-hmm. would you? How would you compare it to others? Like for instance, um, the of Four Eight. It's is quite double? similar to
1: the Rock Four Eight. Yeah, that's right. And I think uh, um, the Rock Four is probably better. Um, but they're very, very similar. I, I picked the Rock for. I spent. I bought one uh, in London and, um, at the beer festival. And I think it was six pounds oh. for this three thirty bottle. Shit. Yeah, but I was like, I know, but I just want it anyway. The woman was like, you, "It's six pounds, you know," kind of thing. Like, yes, ah. just don't. Just let me have it. <laughs> Give it to me.
2: That's interesting. So. You had access to a whole bunch of new beers, but was this just your, like, I need to have a nice, stable taste? What was going... Yeah, I think there was quite a lot of misses as well as a couple of hits,
1: and I was tired of missing, and mm. I wanted to also um, get my brother to taste it as well, because he hadn't had one before. And I was oh. like, look, I just know this is going to be a nice beer. And I think one of, um, one of the other people in the group we were with was trying to slag off Belgian beer, which is...
2: Impossible?
1: Yeah. No he was talking about so I had to get one that was like you know, it's right. a guaranteed nice beer.
2: Yeah, it's my favorite Trappist beer and one of my favorite beers, yeah. the Rock four eight. Uh it's the ten is
1: also good. Although yeah. completely different that's the thing. that's a triple.
2: Um the six is also good, um, but I would rate it eight, ten, six. Yeah, same I think. Yeah. <laughs> this has been beers we're not drinking with Aries <laughs> and Yeah, Um as for the beer I'm drinking, the Hopyard Pale Ale, it's um it's quite hoppy on the taste. Uh, you I haven't so far um in a couple of sips tasted any of the citrusy lemony notes that the nose gives away.
1: <clears throat> Not a big fan of lemon notes in a beer anyway. I think it's quite a um it's quite one-dimensional and it can overpower
2: things. It's really light in this. I I thought the nose was quite good. It was kind of like a delicate lemony hop Um, But it's just not there in the taste, which is sort of disappointing. Um, Not that I I was looking forward to a lemony beer, but I really dislike, especially when it's because of dry hopping, like where what you smell is not what you get. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, yeah, possibly. It depends if they're dry hopping with a different Well, that's what I
2: mean. So it seems like that they must have. It it tastes like they didn't, they dry hopped with a different hop because it doesn't taste like it smells.
1: It doesn't say on it what hops are in.
2: Um. It says, return for refund where applicable. <laughs>
1: I see. Oh, and it contains the- gluten. Oh, yes. I, I know that hop. That's a good one. The gluten hop?
0: And- yeah. Mm, um, gluten. Yeah, it's so, not good. Why don't, as we've all uh, played the same game, mm-hmm. and we're going to discuss that, I assume, at length... Yeah, um, which happens to be the Call of Duty Black Ops Three beta, which happened last weekend and this weekend. Why don't you, Alex, um, chat about like what your favourite beer was from the Great British Beer Festival? Um, the
1: best beer I had was I didn't make a note of the brewery, but it was an American from the American stand. So there was about twenty different bars, mm. um, most of them UK, arranged by alphabet i think which is a bit bizarre it was a location arranged by alphabet so you'd have like you know somerset and sussex or something in the same you know so just ran it was essentially a random selection of uk beers on each one and then you had things like belgian um, american mm. whatever and so yeah the best one i had was um an american pale ale called mojo i can't remember what the name of the I, I, I could probably Google it and get an Can I Google it? You probably it? could. Oh fuck it! You, you may hear a very s- small then, amount of tapping. There might be some kind of link in a description box or something. Yeah, or not. It's called also, Mojo. Mojo. Yeah,
2: and it's like, an
1: APA. Working. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I also had a taste of a beer where the woman, I it was essentially a cider that I think had been put on the wrong stand. Right. Um, I remember saying to her, that, yeah, it was at the American stand, actually. So that, well, that's a cider, though. And she was like, no, no, it's definitely a beer. So I'm like thinking, well, no, it isn't, though. It's a fucking cider. <laughs> I, I know what a cider is, and I'm not, I'm not that drunk or whatever. But So, yeah, anyway, um, the, in answer to the question, like, that was probably a mojo. It's
2: kind of like a Fanta style. It's a, a, by Boulder Beer in Boulder, Colorado, and it is an yeah, IPA. A, okay, cool. Sorry. Okay. Continue. Good researching. Good researching. Yeah. Well, I that also was good. will turn my cell phone off now that. Uh, we've yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Boulder are quite a well-known brewery, so it's not surprising that they're making quite a good beer. Mm. Yeah, they're good. They're up there, and like ones you'd know about. Yeah. If you were in the UK, yeah. knowing about American
0: beers. And not to sort of call any breweries out, but what was a, what was something you picked up that you actually disappointed you?
1: Um,
0: I had a couple, but I can't remember i had a lot to drink that
2: day so i
1: can't remember that much we made notes but i don't have the notes um and the notes got increasingly surreal as as it went yeah. on i can remember insisting that the word um was it supercilious or something was <laughs> one of the descriptive words um that i insisted went on and i, I gave one a review which was meaningless pale ale
2: oh <laughs> Meaning- quite like that
1: because it just was like water or something. Mm. Well, my, my, what I did wrong was the first beer I ordered was a, um, a black IPA. Okay. Um, and I didn't realize it was going to be a black IPA. I just picked it because it had a funny name or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, bad. First thing I've done is drink an IPA at the be- beginning of a drinking session. So now I basically have to just drink IPAs the rest of the day or everything else is going to taste like water. So the meaningless pale ale probably wasn't that bad. It's just that tainted. Yeah, I've been drinking IPA all day. So, mm. and I ruined it. Really ruined the
0: whole day. Oh dear! <laughs> but was it? Uh, obviously, I've never been before. Was it? It was it a good? Was it a laugh? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It was funny. And we had someone
1: in our group decided to bring funny hats. So we had hats oh, yeah, that were like sharks yeah. eating our heads, which was a bit cringy to begin with. It obviously, got easier the more drunk we got. Right. But surprisingly. A lot of people in fancy dress at this event, yeah. and a lot of them rated the hats and kept coming over and saying, oh man, they're brilliant hats, where did you get them, and stuff like this, so hats went down pretty well in the end.
0: Good. You had your tinsel wig Tinsel well. wig,
1: yeah, red tinsel wig, mm-hmm. with are shark eating my head. Um, <laughs> pretty good. You, yeah. One thing I liked about it was um, uh, if anyone dropped a glass and it smashed on the floor, then people nearby them, obviously who could hear the noise, would just start going, hey, and then and this sort of like Mexican, woo, would go all the way around the entire, nice. like thousands of people. And so you, you really did not want to drop a glass on the floor. Obviously be embarrassed by everyone in there. going That hey, uh! yeah, was me? funny. Wall-o. It was good. It, I recommend going for a laugh kind of thing. Mm. We'll drink some good beers and some not so good beers,
0: but you know, because you only went for a day, didn't you? Yes. I think it's like a two or three yeah. day event. I, yeah. It, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. Mm.
1: And White Printry told me on Facebook that they were going and that they would have Kiwi Lilton And they weren't even listed on any of the dates. Oh, yeah. So I'm not quite sure what happened from there. Whether maybe they would... I can't, I can't understand how they would say... A different venue? Perhaps. Was there different There venues? Another, another beer
2: festival going on in London on the same day. Maybe really they were on the secret bar of all the quality beers. Yeah, right. have to That's know what? where the location is. Um, yeah. The unlisted bar. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Only if you're in the know. Only if you're with the cool kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, maybe they they
1: were listed under Mojo by Boulder, and I just <laughs> like because it was actually <laughs> L- female.
0: <5. We're laughs> I don't know. Anyway, anyway, it's definitely a possibility, right? But... Let us discuss Black Ops Three. We've all uh, played it. You and I, Alex, played it on PlayStation Four, <laughs> and you played it on Steam. At all on the PC, yes. So, Adam, what is your first in Im- impressions. Actually, before you give us your first impressions, what was the last Call of Duty game you played?
2: Besides, uh, Whatever we played on Alex's Xbox?
1: Was it one where it was Advanced Warfare then probably? One where you could do double jumps and stuff? No, it
2: was because you didn't like that game so you never put it in. Um, (laughs) But you did play that though, didn't you? No, I've never played Advanced Warfare. Maybe it was Modern Warfare?
0: Mm. Yeah, well, probably we probably played a selection of
2: yeah
1: uh, modern warfare.
0: So. Okay, so um, and Black Ops Three is a bit more like Advanced Warfare with the double jumping and the wall running and those like, mm-hmm. sort of like Titanfall elements in there. So it's a different experience for both you and I at mm-hmm. compared to our
2: previous Call of Duty. I because there's so many like power ups and like it's, su- it's such a like upgradey game. Uh, My first couple rounds of Team Deathmatch, I just assumed the double jump was a power-up until I happened to hit jump after hitting jump and was like, man, I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like this revolutionary game uh, dynamic
1: that's changed all first-person shooters. They now all have to have it. New Halo has it, New Advanced Warfare had it, Black Ops following suit. Mm. I thought it was slightly better the way that for some reason somehow it was slightly better in uh, Black Ops 3 than Advanced Warfare. In Advanced Warfare it just seemed to ruin it somehow. Whereas it sort of seemed less intrusive than Black Ops 3.
2: Do you think that's that's map design? Because they've had some time to figure out what that does. It might be. uh, There are a couple of spots I could double jump and barely, like I had to time it perfectly to get over a really high wall. Um, otherwise, I would just sort of smack into it uh, yeah. on the few maps I played. Um, so to me, it's, it it didn't seem that terrible. And the wall running came in handy when it's like, oh, that ledge, that's just cu- window dressing. I'm about to die, and then just running and like zigzagging back up before I died. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah I mean,
0: it, it it does seem to open up a few more paths across the map, but they they, they sort of almost seem like they could be paths that could just have a floor. You could, and you could just use it as a corridor to be able to move through. It does add uh, a little bit more when you pop around a corner and someone's running along a wall rather than coming towards you along the ground. It makes you have to react a little differently, a bit, bit more spatially aware yeah, because it's got a few more, not levels as such, because someone could be in a window at the end of this corridor, so you've still got to look up at that. But they could almost be right on top of you as you pop around the corner sort of on, along a wall. So it does... It almost... I think, tries to make it uh, like a faster experience. Yeah. Something true. a bit more reactionary. Um, and it, and all of the Call of Duty seems to have got a little bit faster sort of with all of the different iterations from mm. Modern Warfare, uh, so Call of Duty 4, up to the last one that I played, which was Modern Warfare 3. It all had got slightly faster and seemed to be... Um, just uh, trying to have you constantly within like the middle of the action so you weren't sort of on the peripheries of any maps unlike something like battlefield which is yeah, huge maps and you're true. sort of you know, moving to different points across the maps and things and it this almost seems like the almost like the next step in just trying to make a faster game really yeah um, it, I, I can't think of anything they could have done else to make it faster research i'm not sure they even needed even it to smaller it maps faster. Yeah, quite possibly. You spawn four feet in yeah. front of your enemy. And, uh, the, uh, the fish in the draw, barrel mod? Shoot. Yeah,
1: yeah. I still think that they, I mean, the. I think you're right, they're trying to make it faster. Although um, there's a kind of tendency to just, I guess, kind of like a race to the bottom of just um, like a churn of people just running and dying, respawning, running and killing, respawn, run and die. Like, it's, there's not much strategy in that. Like, really fast mm. kind of environment. I mean, yes, it is fast and it's action packed, but um, I don't know. It, it sort of leans towards the noob who's not really got any strategy, who's just running and shooting. He's happy to just do that, you
2: know? Yeah. So. And that's the one thing I noticed um, was that uh, even the top scorers had quite a few deaths, which, yeah. given that my, like, I. Uh, Except for Team... It basically, I'm a Team Fortress 2 Counter-Strike source, that multiplayer FPS. That's mm-hmm. my sort of um, upbringing, if you will. And TF2 was a lot of strategy and and actually using voice a lot more. That's where I felt it did a good job of bringing that to the masses. And Counter-Strike, you, you really didn't want to die. And what I found really interesting was, I don't know about when you guys played, but basically no one was in most of the types of maps uh, most of the types of games like if you mm-hmm. didn't want to do um team deathmatch or the kind where you take points and hold them mm-hmm. yeah you were waiting forever for like I, I there's just no one was interested in even capture the flag was empty mm-hmm. when i every time i tried it um the the one that had permadeath was desolate as well I found that very telling, that because like, no one who's playing this is thinking, I, as soon as I die, I'm going to have to just wait.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we did try, uh, most of the games we played were uh, team deathmatch, but we did try another mode where it's almost, you, mm. you, you almost have like a football, you have a globe, and uh, once you're in possession of the globe, you have to get it to a point to score, um, but you're not allowed to shoot,
2: mm. um,
0: and, and you have to throw the globe. and. We came up. We popped into an already running game, and the the team that we popped into were sort of like three, four scores down. And it, it, the team that we were on, it just seemed like chaos, and everyone was all over the place. No, there was no sort of strategy to it. There was no teamwork going on whatsoever. Everyone was just running and trying to get the sort of the, the, the little kills. And we thought, well, you know, thinking about going into playing this mode. We thought we'll have a a sort of a close combat shotgun type uh, loadout so we can get in with whoever's got the globe. We can sit in front of them. We can pop people off as they're coming towards us and and be able to move it through. But you just didn't get the opportunity because I think just the other people that we were playing with almost spoiled the the game mode for us. Uh, And it may have been that the other team were a group of, Players who were all playing together, yeah, who well, were, they, were all there trying.
1: was a massive difference between them. It mm. was like 19 nil or something, yeah, oh, can't finish them. stupid. So, that game mode's not new in this iteration, okay. It's also in advanced warfare, yeah, and it's reasonably popular in terms of the numbers playing it when you scroll through the lobbies. So people like that game mode, but there's one thing I wanted to say about it, which is that I don't think that the innovation in moving through essentially third dimension Mm -hmm. movement adds that much. And what they really should be innovating in, which isn't that difficult, is new, genuinely new game modes. Mm They don't need to change the format of it too much. And I've I've always thought that this game mode style would be good where one side is defending like a ridge or a fortress or some kind of trench or something um, and they've got permadeath and then the other team endlessly respawns um, and there's like ten minutes where it, you know all you have to do and is, is with down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and then because they've never exploited the idea of having a genuinely defensible position, which requires you know some kind of thought about how you storm yeah, it. Yeah, I think you, you get that a lot done. in in Battlefield. Yeah. So maybe but there's no reason why they couldn't import that idea into Modern Warfare or or Black Ops or something.
0: Mm. And then, mm-hmm. but
1: they're just not doing that and. And they're just going for the cheap, quick, fast churn of, like, run around and shoot, which basically sells better for little kids yeah. who are probably the target audience, really. Mm. And I'm 32 and playing these games, and I want something slightly more. I mean, I still love first-person shooters, um, but I just want something slightly more to think about with yeah. them, not, not just, you know, wow, I used a shotgun and shot him in the face, and now I got shot in the face with an Uzi that just won't keep me going for long enough.
0: So, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, uh, like you were saying, you you sort of fell out with advanced warfare quite quickly,
2: mm. didn't you? It sucks. <laughs> <Terrible game. laughs> um, do you like this one more?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, somehow. But like I said, the double jump didn't seem so intrusive into the, the game dynamic. So, yeah, I preferred it for that reason. It seemed more na- a more natural um, inclusion of that uh, new dimension
2: or whatever. Mm. Um, did you guys get a chance to play with the different specialist abilities? What? No,
1: we just chose the one. Yeah, I
0: after after you left, I then started to play with a different um, character because so I've got some tokens to be able to unlock one of them, um, and we played with. I can't remember the name of it, but the the woman who has uh, like an exploding bow and arrow. Uh, I did as well, Sparrow. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Sparrow. That's it, and, uh, and it seemed very good. It would it would pop quite often. You'd have the ability to be able to use it quite a lot, mm-hmm. which was nice. It's it was quite a quick weapon. It, it seemed like it did give something else to the gameplay. So then, if you went in with a different kind of character, you might be on a different kind of game mode. Uh, a different map, and you know that if you go in as a different specialist class, it's special specialties, they call it? Specialists. Sort of different specialist. So if you go in as a different specialist, you're going to be able to um, take more advantage of sort of the different game modes and things like that. But in a lot of the games we played, the majority of people were Sparrow yeah, with the bow like and that. arrow, and it seemed like a very popular choice. And obviously because bows we and arrows this, are we, cool. Yeah, well, we didn't know any... More about it than just the descriptions when we went into mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. obviously everybody had, had gravitated towards, um, um, towards that class.
2: But... My favorite moment was actually when I had Sparrow active. Uh, I killed the nemesis as they were double jumping over me and shooting at me with mm-hmm. the bow and arrow. just Like, nice. so exploded her midair and got the revenge. And it was like one shot kill, um, bow and arrow kill, revenge. And in midair I got all these achievements all in the one shot and I was like mm. Nice. And I see how people like collecting these things. That was pretty yeah. fun. Um I also got to play with the other um, the pulse that was on the same character. Oh yeah. And I've it basically does a pulse around you, sort of medium range, and everyone all the enemies around you are highlighted in orange, so you can see them moving around for a few seconds, so you can stalk them or whatever. But it's such a frenetic game i didn't find it that useful mm. and i found the fact that it was the the specialist things are on a long timer mm. that that was more frustrating with that weapon cuz it was like oh you know i i didn't get to like I, my pulse kind of failed me last time cuz it it just goes right while with sparrow or with the, the traditional weapons ones you are holding the weapon and hunting people down you feel like you're active with the thing even if you don't kill anyone with it you at least it sort of didn't seem like a ripoff, and and also played because I kept getting killed by one person with the electricity gun. Yeah, I, that's the other one that I tried out as well. Yeah, um, it's an interesting idea—the sort of slow timer um, throughout your matches, and I don't know if anything accelerates it, like if you're on killing streaks or whatever. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm not sure we couldn't sort of. I pick think it up is on it,
1: but. accelerated by kills. It seemed that we would get one after getting a kill. It would always coincide with getting a kill. Mm. So maybe that's
0: just know. the trigger for, for it popping. But mm. um, yeah, I don't know. Because it, it does have a timer that, circle. A circle time previous to that. Like in the so bottom right. A, I'm sorry. Um, on. I was gonna say, maybe if you played a match for five minutes and didn't get any kills, it just sort of doesn't pop until you get that kill to activate yeah, it as such. Sort of thing. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I definitely got it like
2: without. And uh, like not around an immediate kill, but right. there is a little circle that shows your progress to whatever your weapon of choice is on the bottom mm-hmm. right. I just didn't pay enough attention to see if like when I was doing all right, um, whether that was increasing it, the speed in which it filled. You've got so much,
0: so much more stuff to look at constantly on the screen to than to yeah. this tiny little uh, icon that may be filling up is is quite difficult. Yeah.
1: Well, on that note, I think it's time for another beer. So,
0: Definitely. we're going to have this meantime uh IPA. It's a giant, giant bottle. Yeah, it's like a wine bottle
1: sized bottle, I guess.
0: 750? 750.
1: 750. Yeah. And it's 7.4%. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Nice. Uh, the Dubal, the Trappist, was 7%. So this one is a little more Potent. For a little more. Hey.
2: So, Ben, um, yes. do you, I can't remember, do you traditionally FPS on consoles more than PC?
0: I do, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of um, any PC uh, recent PC version of an SPS game I've played, and the only thing that springs to mind is uh, Quake Arena, which isn't recent at all. It's impressive. A, a long time ago, and actually, I, I felt that um, Black Ops Three had a little bit of sort of Quake Arena about it because Quake Arena was a very chaotic, very fast-paced game with a, a lot of deaths, a lot of charging around, blowing the shit out of people.
2: It actually, uh, now that you mention it, it, reminds me of Unreal Tournament two thousand four with smaller yeah. maps and no vehicles. Mm. With the idea, I mean, with Unreal, you got you had you could if you knew where weapons spawned, you could you know run off and get the satellite weapon or whatever. But with the idea of like sort of every so often a giant stupid weapon would get things through, and you weren't really as worried about your kill death ratio because it was just such a chaotic game. Mm, mm. Although I think I prefer Unreal Tournament 2004 now that I think about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I played a couple of the Unreal tournament games as well it was um, one
2: of the primary games we played at the LAN cafe um yeah in early undergrad late high school
0: mm, mm. and they were always fun games well no i guess I it would have been
2: early undergrad because we
0: not were talking high school. about you alex mentioned about something like this being more for kids and when we played those games like quake arena and i remember it's it a long time ago when we were kids mm. so it It seemed like it was aimed at us then. Because it's made
1: by people our age. Yeah, exactly. So, why
0: wouldn't the new Call of Duty be aimed at that sort of same Mm. audience as such? So, maybe they're trying to get a little bit of, uh, you know, they're trying to keep it a fast paced, frantic sort of shooter for uh, the younger generation, but also trying to get maybe a little bit of nostalgia.
2: Back of how first person shooters used to be. Know. I think for that's, the older um, people.
1: that's a describing intentionality where it's not really there. I think they're yeah. just making a cheap, quick game. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. I was going
2: to say, it's I that. think it's mo- probably more like the Hollywood syndrome of putting all your eggs in one reliable basket.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's like an action film with a reasonably well known star in it. Well, I mean,
2: that's like, when we talked about Battlefield Hardline. <clears> is that the one? Hard something? Mm-hmm. Hardcock? The cops and robbers version. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't have a much of battling, and there isn't any field to speak of. It's not a battlefield game, except in Engine and Mm. Maker. Like, it it really had more of a plot, from what I understand. Um, and it wasn't like as generic. It wasn't a you know two warring factions battlefield. It literally wasn't a battlefield. Yeah. So it's very interesting that that lives in that franchise, but it makes sense because people like Cops and Robbers games, GTA Five is making money on their heists, mm. um, and Payday has been a great franchise, which is just yeah. heists, um, yeah. which if you haven't played Payday 2 is so Mm. Uh, I made of my came over on Thursday, and uh, we—I introduced him to the Wonders of Payday 2 and he's like, "I will play more of this." I'm like, "Damn straight!" And it was five dollars on the Steam sale last weekend, so it's oh, not nice. like I made him buy an expensive game. And they really—they mm. just released more DLC. Um, but where was I? Ramble, 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 ramble. Battlefield, no fields. Oh yeah, so it just—it just seems like you have to keep the label because you know it'll sell, but. That was Battlefield's approach. seemed to be like let's try something new, but still call it this, and they seem mm-hmm. to have done fine. While Call of Duty seems to have, you're right, uh, Alex. I think they're streamlining the experience. Hmm. Like what is what is the core experience of Call of Duty? We'll make sure we get that, and yeah. we'll fancify it. Why is it called Black Ops? I'm not really sure.
0: Um, I I don't know. Either whether there's something to do with the um, the storyline, the you know the main campaign, which ties it into the, um, the like the Black Ops um, universe, as such. So, whether I mean, it follows on does anyone play the campaign? Um, I played the campaign in the first Black Ops game. Hmm. Um, I normally with the Call of Duty games, the first thing I do is play the campaign because they're very short, um, and it just allows you to get a grip on the. New, if there is anything new within the, you know, the, the controls or the mechanics of the game, so I normally play the campaign first, I seem to remember enjoying the the Black Ops campaign more than I'd enjoyed any of the other um, the other campaigns. I know uh, World at War, um, which was between um, Call of Duty Four and Modern Warfare Two, um, for its campaign is meant to be quite quite well received. Um, but yeah, I, I, any of the newer games, sort of modern games, don't really have a storyline. No, but they sort of do. Well, they do. Well, fuck it.
2: Yeah, it just yeah. seems weird because, regardless of campaign, the gameplay has almost nothing Black Ops to uh, at all. Like there, there's very little of, even ability to do anything sort of stealthy or sneaky. Yeah, that's or, true. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. even even sniping is actually quite difficult in this game which i kind of liked cuz i i used to be a sniper in tf2 uh and the game made it so that it was reasonably well balanced but like you you could not you could have a really low kdr because just of the nature of sniping and in mm-hmm. this i i mean i didn't do well as a sniper mostly cuz i just don't have the skill as the other pc gamers on it Um, But I managed to kill a sniper with a pistol from uh, getting the long shot award from halfway across (laughs) the map because sniping is like the maps are just not conducive to really hiding. So he was on a rooftop. Mm -hmm. So I went on the opposite rooftop and I just emptied a clip slowly and killed him. And I was like, huh, I like that. I mean, sniping in some games, at least 10 years ago, used to be like everyone was a sniper because they didn't want to die was a problem. Yeah. And that's at least I'm glad to see it was solved. But
0: mm, we didn't um, we didn't try a sniper rifle when we no. were playing Black Ops Three. I never 3. played
1: with sniper rifle.
0: And... No, I'm on um, on not the first Black Ops. What was the one before it? On Modern Warfare Two, and on Call of Duty: 4 Modern Warfare, I played sniper quite a lot and enjoyed um, being a sniper on yeah, those games. On
1: but... those ones, there was like um, a sort of there was a glitch that people exploited. So when you, you were, um when someone moved into the the crossfire, the crosshair it wasn't actually there but mm-hmm. there was obviously a center of the screen thing like mm-hmm. region and if someone moved into that region there was a little uh, drag effect that meant that um it would sort of slightly lock on and it would like push you in the right direction and right. you when if you aimed at that point um and what it meant was if you had a sniper rifle and equipped with the um I think it's quick draw, quick draw or something. Yeah. Which meant that your aim was quick. Um, then you could get one shot kills.
2: Without even cool. having to aim. Really.
1: Well, yeah, you aim, but it's like all about aiming at exactly the point where right. it auto aims for you. So you would be just getting that you'd get a headshot, even if it's on the other side of the map
0: kind of thing, you know.
1: So and people would exploit this. It's called quick scoping mm-hmm. It's very
0: did that like, come a bit later in sort of the other, in like Modern Warfare 3 and... It in, started in Modern Warfare
1: 2 and they right. never really got rid of it because they didn't want to get rid of the central mechanic of giving you that little bit of... Because it just means that otherwise it may, it may, makes it very, very difficult to... Uh, be a sniper? ...get a shot. Yeah. Well, not just be a sniper, but also just get a shot generally. like helps with your noob uh, kind of customers helping them get those kills that they would otherwise just be missing. But So they didn't... I want to drop that mechanic, but it did mean that it was always exploitable by quick scopers. And and it got to the point where it was it's stupid now. If you occasionally I do play, a bit of Modern Warfare Two, you're know, like, everyone's got a sniper rifle. And it's like me with an AK and everyone else with a sniper rifle. So all you can hear across the background is just <laughs> <laughs> just like single shots going off. No one using an automatic rifle and people shoot you through walls and stuff. It's ridiculous. You need to. You think, oh, I'm well hidden in this like. Room with one door going into it. And oh no, I've been shot through the wall by this quick scoping prick (laughs) outside. Like, I mean, you watch the replay and he's jumped up and he's got his pad on ultra sensitive and he spins around like a 1080 spin Mm. or whatever and just pops off a one shot through the wall that gets an instant headshot. And he thinks this is stupid. Like that, that is not modern warfare. I don't know what he thinks happens in modern, actual modern warfare. in
0: real battles, but that's not what it is. To be fair, I don't think any... Uh, I, not, none of us know what really happens in a, no, a but real... I,
1: I, that might be true, but I do know what doesn't happen. And that's yeah. one of the... There's lots of things I know that doesn't happen, and that's one of them. Anyway, look, we're drinking this meantime. What physics? Oh, oh well. yeah, how
2: is It's... It had an odd nose to it. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Um... More mean than time?
1: Yeah, it's got, like, a kind of – it makes you think that it's going to be, like, a sort of caramelly, yeah. sweet, um, like a double IPA kind of sometimes has that, like, where it's quite boozy. Um, that's what the nose makes you think. But then when you actually taste it, um
0: having another taste to remind myself. You, you, you get a – there's a slight metallic Yeah, to it, isn't there? it's definitely. And that sticks around as well. Yeah. That doesn't – Dissipate over time. You know, it, it seems to stay mean over time. That's the so, main flavor that's coming mm-hmm. through. Um, and
1: I think underneath that, there's some. It might be gooseberry that's in there. It's not. It's not citrusy though, really. There
0: no, there is. There is definitely like yeah, there is a
1: fruit. There, yeah, yeah, so there is difficult some fruit. To, it's not much to pick out and, and an annoying coppery. We're, we're seeing this often with um, the beers that we drink. That some of them seem to be like. Like, that is not a desirable flavor profile. Mm. If you ask me, anyway. It shouldn't be in an IPA at all. But, I don't know. So,
0: no, I, yeah, yeah, I remember. Meantime,
1: shmeantime. Yeah, I, mm. I think it
0: was the one of the signature brews, wasn't it? It was mm. just. Yeah. It was, it was very was, similar to this. It was just yeah. very, very. That one was even more coppery, I think. Um, but yeah, it's not an, an, an enjoyable trite no. to have in it. Man. We have
1: end of line beers at Bath Ales that. Uh, free because there's just half a cask or whatever, and it's half flat, and mm. it's you know it's been sat in this cold room for a couple of weeks after it's supposed to have gone out or whatever, so it's not in good condition at all. Mm-hmm. It tastes better than this. <laughs> yeah, um, so I don't know what they're doing there. Damning. Mm, He's damning. I mean,
0: mm. Well, I had a. I think it was a couple of episodes ago when just me and Adam um, were doing an episode, and I have the meantime. I think it was called the London Pale Ale, and that was okay, that was quite nice, um, in a smaller 330. Um, Standard bottle. Yeah, and very similar to whichever of the other beer was that I'd had that evening, both of the two beers were very similar. Um, so I don't know whether it's because we followed on from the Trappist. Yeah, it's a big flavour, the Trappist. Yeah, that, that maybe, maybe it this, it's influencing like sort of... It might be. ...our uh, flavouring a little bit. So, I mean, we've still got quite a lot of this bottle left, so hopefully by <clears> the time we get to the end of it, it may have I developed a little more. So now I come to mention there is a bit of a hint of like orange in there as
2: well. I guess
1: it's
0: not very much. You have to dig through the you do, metal. yeah.
2: You have to get through it to, <laughs> to find that. I feel like yeah. I think because when you when you have a really hoppy beer, often you get that coppery taste, and it's hard to. It's just there in some degree. Mm. I feel like I. I am seeing it more often in the um, less nuanced IPAs and and beers in general. And I feel like it might, I don't know enough about the brewing process, but it seems like it's probably one of the signature accents of an IPA that's easy to get. And if you aren't sort of a skilled brewer, you would at least least have the coppery taste or something like that. It just seems like Mm. that's the trend of like, this tastes like an IPA. Why? Well, it's coppery. You know, it, 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 no other beer really has that strong coppery note, so it can't not be an IPA. But then there's no other mm. notes going on, and nothing, mm. no, nothing deharshing it, makes it a poor entry. But it definitely is of that category. Like I feel like it's a sufficient con- condition. Yeah, we need fewer coppery IPAs and more piney ones. Don't, ever, don't get it's enough piney. More, more ideas,
0: roasted sort of. Um... IPAs as well, roasted, roasted, roasted. Sort of, what? like a darker sort of
2: smoky dark, flavor?
0: Dark, like yeah, more of a smoky sort of mm. uh, a flavor IPA. We've had a couple of those, and they've always been decent. So yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I don't actually know outside of Gem what Bath makes. What do you make?
1: What do you do? Um, Bathales has um, yeah, obviously it makes Gem. Which is um, like a bitter, which is a standard um, sort of English, classic kind of English bitter. Mm. Um, and it's quite good. Yeah, it, it's all right. I mean, obviously, I, I, all I do is I like smell gem every day. So I'm okay. sick of jam right now. But <laughs> That's yeah, scary. I drank it for years before I went there. So yeah. yeah, it's a nice beer. It's quite sweet. There's no hoppiness in it. It's a bitter as well. So I mean, I guess it's um, it's both sweet and bitter mm. somehow. But um they make a, a nice, like, so Germany is too sweet, really, to be classified as a bitter, in my mind, although that's what it's marketed as. Um, I think they maybe call it an amber ale these days. It sort yeah. of fits somewhere in the middle. But they mm. have an actual proper bitter, which is called Barnsey, which I think is the best thing that they make. Okay. Which is the same colour as the Trappist Westmalle. Oh, wow. Evening. So it's really dark. Not like stout dark, but like Coke dark kind of thing. Um and that's that's I don't know. It's got an interesting flavour. It's, it's full bodied. It's it's really good. Um, they make a a pale ale called Spa, which is special pale ale, mm-hmm. and Bath Spa. So yeah. it's funny. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, they make a couple of other like a golden ale, um, something yeah. hair, your golden hair. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Their logo is a like a rabbit or a hare or something. Um, but then they have a kind of daughter brewery called Beard, like B-E-E-R-D.
2: Oh, Beard is run by by Bath?
1: Yeah. I did not know that. That makes a lot of sense. And they make a lot of interesting – that's more like a craft brewery Mm. that does different types of beers and stuff like that. And they recently did one with uh, Crane, and I think we'll maybe have Kevin from Crane – come over here in a few weeks to chat to us about his brewery. Yeah. So that'll be cool. He was in Beard making a beer with Joe, the brewer from there the other day, uh, Saison, which had like mm. pink peppercorns and um, orange peel and coriander seeds and stuff in it. So, you know, that was, um. They, we don't do anything like yeah, that. love the
0: collaborations. Just like we're <laughs> collaborating with someone. Let's do whatever the fuck yeah. f- what we want. Do something
1: crazy and cool. So yeah, they, that, yeah. And they have some nice beers. They have one called um, Silver Tip, which is really Mm. nice. And And um, Cubic. cubic, Yeah, yeah. that's very nice. Another one called Convict. um, Another one called um, Razorback or something, which Mm -hmm. is also good. And so, yeah, they do a lot of nice uh, nice beers. So um, I think we should move on from beer to our actual talking point for this evening. Yeah,
0: so almost to follow on from um, Call of Duty in general, Alex, you sent us um, an interview which you found in the Guardian um, by Jessica Valenti. And it was an interview with Anita Sarkeesian, uh, and it was all about the shit that she's been getting mm. for her commentary on feminism within gaming. Well, uh, no, um, and that's
1: w- not true. It's the, not it the feminism within okay.
2: gaming. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gender. <laughs> And tropes in gaming, and most of the shit that she got um, was before she had done anything. This is what was really interesting to me about the Sarkeesian part, was that uh, most of the vitriol uh, came immediately when she announced a Kickstarter, and she just Mm -hmm. had a short minute-and-a-half video, which basically said, hey... I would like to take some time. Like I have a degree in this and that, and you know, I I have feminist frequency, and I've looked at um, issues of gender in various areas of pop culture, and I just like to look at tropes versus women. Mm-hmm. She didn't betray any bias, except saying I'm going to look at what tropes, how tropes treat women, and from that the shitstorm started almost immediately she asked for $6,000 and they were already claiming that she was against gamers and she was the worst and they were going to kill her and rape her and um, I think the first reveal of her current address was done during the Kickstarter. Again, before she did anything. So let, let, let's start with that. How fucking absurd.
0: Yeah, that is. Um, I don't know how what you can do to justify
1: a rape threat, realistically. I don't know if there really is anything that justifies that. I mean, if someone threatened to rape Hitler, I still would say, like, I mean, war crimes, trial, yes, odd. rape threat, even that seems a bit absurd. Why? I mean, the threat of rape should never really be used in any circumstance. No. It seems to me. I can't, can't mm-hmm. see how that's ever okay. And yet somehow these days it's trotted out for any perceived slight yeah. And what's absurd about this is it's trotted out with any perceived slight to the patriarchy. It's like, I'm not really um, schooled very well in feminism. I mean, don't know enough about it to classify whether I actually agree with it or whether I think it's flawed
2: in some way. But, well, so hold- like a, a, I'm going go to have to sidebar and say, <laughs> when you say, I don't know anything about feminism and whether I agree with it. Yes, there's different degrees of and different theories that come out of it, but the baseline is just that there should be no gender difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah, it's right. Okay, so obviously that's perfect, but, but it's not fair. obvious, right? Could like, it? I mean, it should be obvious, but it's not to the world, and it's obvious in theory and not in practice, which is the big problem. Right? when they do the yeah, double okay, blind fine. tests of hiring to people from people who don't consider themselves sexist, they still end up hiring the guy and not hiring the girl. Yeah, yeah, that, okay, right? but I mean, like, um, so you,
1: I, I would think that that's pretty, pretty difficult to dispute whether or not that's cool. But I mean, saying like, so if if someone said. I don't know enough about Marxism to know whether I agree with it. And you said, well, it just means everyone should get paid the same or something no matter what equality for everyone. And I'd be like, well, yeah, that's cool. But actually there are things in Marxism where you might criticize it. And even though it's got like a baseline of like, you know, everyone should be, you know, given some kind of equality that you'd agree with. I'm just saying, obviously I agree with that. I just don't know the detail of of different types of feminist theory to know no, but what fair. I was trying to say about it was that it's absurd. It seems to me that if someone says anything about like I I have some kind of feminist uh, critique of something, that what happens isn't that people go, "Oh well, point three of your analysis, you know, begs the question against the, the blah blah blah." What they do is, "I'm going to fucking rape you," and it's like that's exactly the sort of thing that a feminist we should be exposing and all you're doing is whenever it comes along is you're just showing the worst possible side of masculinity. Mm -hmm. And it annoys me that it's, and you know, it's not about like um, being really, I mean, this is a games focused podcast, but even in this forum, it is only games. Hello. It's not actually life or death. Why would you care enough to issue some kind of vitriol and hatred? Oh well. well, I mean, <laughs> games are forums in which people do that on a regular basis. But I mean, to to take it outside the Call of Duty lobby and reveal someone's house address and you know, phone through bomb threats and stuff like this—it's it's completely this out is, of
2: proportion. But what, this is the what, same culture that, if you revealed yourself to be a female, you were assumed to be garbage or mm-hmm. assumed that you. Or or you were a, a slut and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, if you did well, it's because someone was helping you, or you I, somehow you were using sex to your advantage. And any mistake you made was because you're a dumb girl, despite the fact that there's someone who statistically is much worth it, worse as a guy on the same team. Yeah. Like, this is the, the culture that you're walking into, and then you have the gall to say, why are you treating women differently? But why, well, women, are, that- women are women aren't welcome here it's a boys club blah 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 is it just that it stamps on any minority
1: immediately like a playground yep. mentality or something because i i've heard a lot of racist um racially themed abuse in chat rooms as well and um, and probably the only reason why i haven't heard so much sexist stuff is just because less girls play Games like Call of Duty. I'm really, I can't that's, imagine that's why. Stupid that it should be like that. But I mean, I imagine any difference. I mean, if I was to put a Jewish-themed game a tag, I reckon I'd be attacked on that basis. If I put an Islamic-themed gamer tag, I'd probably be attacked on that basis. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, it's it's but, just weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I like- don't. I don't think there's a. Um, uh, sort of that women are being picked out. I think that it is almost that it's, uh, you know, unless you're a, there is this skew towards just giving someone who is in a minority shit. Uh, that seems to come within sort of uh, like, uh, I don't think it's uh, it's difficult to say. I can't, I can't say that it's within gaming culture in general, because I've not experienced it being in gaming culture in general, but if you, if we take it back to sort of like the Call of Duty lobbies and things like that, that is the, the where I've experienced That's shit. Five. Not necessarily towards me because I am a white male with a very um, anonymous username, as such that you can take nothing from. Um, but I've like heard people giving other people shit. You're listening to people on your team giving other people on another team shit because. Yes, they may have shot them once, and they've got a username which is something that points them towards being either a woman or a minority of some kind and and it's you're thinking what the f- mm. this makes no sense what are, you, what are you doing? Just just play the fucking game <laughs> yeah. like we don't you don't need to appear to, to show off to the other people you're playing with <laughs> by giving somebody shit and it's <laughs> yeah. it, it like a playground mentality it really almost. is. Yeah.
2: It's uh, I, I would disagree. I think the treatment of women is different than the treatment of other minorities and things. I think if you walked a skilled female through a Call of Duty ma- um death match and a skilled racial minority of some some type that happens to be male, I think the girl will get more shit.
1: Okay, fifty percent of the population, mm-hmm. and that can't really be considered a minority when represented in Call of Duty lobbies, they're probably like 1% or something. Whereas your non-white male may not be more than 50%, but he's probably a downside more than 1%. So that might be some reason why women get more shit, because they're more of an outsider. But one thing we've got to be clear about here is that there's nothing about gaming in particular that is the source of... Or the explanation for why people are spilling out their hatred because no, um, it's well, the internet in general where you find this type of sex is absurd. Sex like Twitter, for right. instance, is a, a forum for rape threats like we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Right, Which but
2: is, gaming, the as a community has has distilled this. Yes, you can find it in other places, but like especially in your Xbox Lives, your Call of Duties, uh, and what they do what happens on the general internet by the people who identify as these gamers is more aggressive uh more concerted um than than other areas i think you can't ignore the fact that there is a community who self-identifies that does these rape threats that you know will hack and r- reveal addresses of Sarkeesian and her parents mm. you know what I mean like it's not just um Yes, other parts of the internet do it, but like the self-identified gamers are the ones who are calling. Like, Gamergate was a was a hashtag that mm. was about sup, was supposedly about um, being authentic in journalism. Yes, yeah, so about
0: ethics <laughs> in journalism. Supposedly, that was a very thinly veiled facade
2: of reality. right. But part of that was because they were claiming that they were being persecuted as a community, right? Like, they are self-identified as a community. Whether or not that's valid, as a, a, the persecution is clearly not a thing. Um, yeah, but... it's
1: insane. I mean, that's just um, that's hijacking a word, persecution to apply it to almost the opposite of what it actually Completely is. So They're the instigators of the persecution against the person b- b- who's in no position to make exactly any Exactly, what persecution
0: have they actually come under? Someone yeah, has given right. their opinion on something. Right. They are not being persecuted against somebody. in
2: any way whatsoever. Let's it's here, persecution, like, um, you don't agree with me. <laughs> I have never had anyone not agree with me because I'm a privileged young white male in North America or the UK, I guess, in Europe, but like the Western world like, I'm a Western white man. Yeah. And, and, and I'm a gamer and I'm not white, but that's okay. I, I'm sure there's versions of me in Gamergate where browns there too, but it's it's less so, right? Because, because of the aforementioned racism and stuff that pushes gamers who were born and raised um, the same as you, but you have a different skin color, when they persecute you, you might back off. I've been privileged not to... Um, have experienced any racism, but then again, I'm the omniarch and have been for ages and my voice Mm, doesn't sound exceptionally any. I've
1: been called racially, uh, you know, racial slurs on the internet before just because that, you know, those people who are saying that dish that out
2: to anyone who kills them in call of duty. They they see that as a generic or like, you're as bad as blah. It doesn't matter if you are that or not, I'm calling you a name.
1: Yeah, they're just like the worst thing. They would never say it, I imagine, in the street or you know, in the the, the cliche of them being like playing it in the basement of their parents' house or something. But like, I mean, it, it, something about it being able to plug in and then be anonymous. And, and I think out, I think like, that's part of, of it as well. It's the anonymity,
0: the isn't it? That you, it, almost with the with the, most parts of the internet, even with gaming, you've got this tag which may mean nothing at all uh, but, to do with who you are as such, and you almost. Have the sense that you can go on and you can say what you like because no one knows who you are
2: it's, and it, it's the anonymity with the privilege of reference right like mm. you get to get the kudos and you get people to know you and tell you good job mate or whatever so you guys can have a community where you know each other but not actually know who you are in real life right yeah so you aren't culpable for any of your actions but your community continued to support you as an individual because of the wonders of handles it's very interesting
1: Mm. and like i find it interesting the way that it promised the internet is promised the ability to be like uh, a new liberal frontier where um those barriers of like racial and gender kind of distinctions that we can't help but carry around with us because of the way that we're biologically made could have been dissolved in the online identities that we could adopt you know there's no reason why anyone should know my you know the f- physical particularities mm-hmm. and I'm engaging with people online so it should make us all equal it's some new utopia that's promised or something but actually what's happened is that there seems to be this weird coalition that's formed around the very worst type of prejudices based on exactly those things that's formed on the internet it's maybe mm-hmm. the, that's the place that you go to to see exactly the worst types of white male um, prejudices being played out in front of people well, so, so
2: that, that's what I liked about out. the article was that they, yeah. they made this point about how it was supposed to this, be this utopia but by virtue of the act the system that happen, occurs in real life All of the people on the internet in the beginning were white male adults at the beginning, and then just white males in general. But
1: but this is happening today, right? But that set the
2: that set the paradigm. This is the point the article Mm -hmm. meant. It's it set the paradigm such that you assume white maleness until otherwise noted, and because of that, it's very obvious when someone's not that, and then they get others Mm -hmm. more harshly than they might have been in the real world because um you have it's explicitly noted and you're not the norm like instead of in the real world where you see people of all types in general here the 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 assumption is white maleness so when there's someone who has flagged that they aren't the norm it's really weird because even though everyone isn't a white male you just the assumption is this is the argument that that they're Mm -hmm. making which Mm -hmm. As someone who doesn't fit that, I don't know. I I assume white maleness on a lot of things by default um, on the internet. Like I I have, I don't assume brown maleness. It's not about who you are and assuming. I just assume all the people I played on Call of Duty are probably white dudes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I also assume that, like, I mean, but I also assume um, they're
2: all twelve because they're on college. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and they are yeah.
1: all twelve, and they've got these tiny little high-pitched voices. Oh, you little bitch! You fucking shot me! It's like, yeah, fuck you. I've got mm-hmm. a job. I actually work. I'm I'm, I'm a, an adult. I have a house. I pay a fucking mortgage. You're a child. Don't complain at me because I shot you in a game where. But this the is aim the biggest the stakes in their life. People. Yeah. I yeah, just,
2: maybe I
0: should I be it, it, games it was children. sort of um, it was sort of almost highlighted even more to me when um, as part I, I, I'm part of a couple of different gaming groups on Facebook for other different podcasts and, and for Playstation and things like this and someone in one of these groups posted the article saying hey this is a really good article it's really well written everybody should take a read um, I think it's 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 a great article and it, it, it brings light to all of this sort of things and about a minute after the a uh, minute after that post was made with a link to the article people were already commenting just saying no i 'm not going to read this um i don 't like Anita Sarkeesian, blah 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 and you're just thinking hang on wait you no read the art uh, no what 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 are you doing it, like just because it makes no sense that you've just decided to comment on a post that you 've seen just because you have some Kind baggage. of baggage exactly, you but it, it just made no sense. And and like, bless the fucking lad who posted it, he was trying to counter with all of these well thought out comments and arguments against all of these people. But and then he started closed, getting right? shit because he then it's just you just you, you this is read the article, and, and you are the example, mm. you are the fucking issue one of the one of the comments not against the article as such that was made um basically said um yes they talk about um all of these problems but they don't give any solutions to them (laughs) but that's that's not their job it's not their job to turn to turn around and say to you you're doing this to me so i think you should do this instead no that's your problem that's not their problem that's something that you should mm. figure out, why you're being a fucking asshole? Yeah, that's and, like and saying
1: I um, went around um, mass murdering people, you know, chopping them up into little bits, and someone wrote up a news story about saying someone has been going around mass murdering people and chopping them up into little bits, and it was me that was doing it. But they didn't offer any solutions, did they? Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly. my <laughs> critique of their article. You know, like No, what the point of the article was that that shouldn't really be happening and it's fucked up that it is so Mm. like why don't you just not do that anymore
0: exactly Exactly. one of the
1: absurdities about it as well is if her videos were um unfounded um like here's a perfectly normal thing that like i don't know um just because we haven't mentioned it yet um super hexagon for instance, and if someone <laughs> was to say, do a feminist <laughs> critique of super hexagon and say, oh, it somehow displays the phallus as the... Well, golden- you're, a,
2: you're a triangle, uh, which is a pointed shape. Right,
1: yeah, exactly. Well, it is, but okay, it's fine, so the hexagon closing in on it somehow represents the vulva that's, you know, encasing it and trying to stifle okay. it in some way, and you've got to escape from it, and that's, I don't know, whatever. It's this is clearly tenuous, right? That's the whole point of my example, is it if she'd leveled a tenuous you know, absurd feminist reading of something and spoiling an otherwise innocent um, set up for a game, then maybe there would be um, room for it, a dispassionate critique of the critique by saying, well, you're missing the, p- the mark here because that's not the purpose mm-hmm. of the game and you, you know, your analysis doesn't really catch anything that's relevant here so that, you know, it's not well-founded. However, um, one of her um, earlier videos was critiquing um how women are represented in the Mario games, yeah, and actually, I found that extremely eye opening and and i couldn 't find anything about it, not that I was trying to find anything to disagree with, but there was nothing really in there to disagree with. I just found it like yes, actually i hadn 't really thought about it like that. The role of women in the Mario games is that you 're the princess, which is already kind of lame, that that 's all you get to be is a princess, and then she 's just powerlessly squirreled away by.
2: The baddie, uh, the baddie yeah, and and, and Mario, Mario, just is Don't assumed him. to get her because he saved her.
1: Yeah, yes. right, exactly. yeah,
2: yeah. There's, there's no That's his reward, almost. That yeah. is his reward. Yeah, she's for... the reward. Yeah.
1: she's powerless. He has all the power. Mm-hmm. It's all about men claiming women as their prize of war. Or something like it has echoes to some like really lame, backwards kind of picture. So, like, I mean, it, it would be one thing if her critique was actually far of the mark, but. It actually seems to me that her critique is just dead on. Like, yeah, actually, yes, I never really thought about it before, but Mario does propagate a fairly, like, sort of Stone Age view of the relationship between men and women, and that's Mm -hmm. not really... I mean, I'm not suggesting that Mario influences society in a bad way because of it, but she is right that it's, it's, it's weird how lame... Well, but it probably
2: does, is the thing, right? Like, it reinforces all these stereotypes of women can't do things, and they have to be saved, and they're delicate creatures. In in a a very small way, yeah, that's true. It does, it chips one
1: more um, piece of hay on the camel's back, absolutely, fair enough, I accept that. But, I mean, the point is that even if you were, you know, you can't possibly object to the critique being given, because, I mean, even if it's not very much sexism that it adds to the pile of hay, it is some, and you couldn't possibly argue that it's none. I mean, it is. And how can you say that sexism is good? I mean, it's like where comply. we started off with this whole yeah. thing of like... Because it's just
2: well, a game. It's, it's fiction. This is the standard move. It's fiction. It doesn't... It, it's fake. It's not... It doesn't... There, we don't have princesses and dragon kings <laughs> and goombas in the real world, so it's not a thing. This is the type of mentality you're fiction working against. is by its nature anyone who's taken a course in english literature
1: right so, so I understand I, it, i'm going to stop there you there there is a critique and, that you can launch against any bit of fiction uh, you, you can't rape threat the person making those it's insane
2: right but anybody who's taken a course in english literature is your is your <laughs> required <laughs> like you've yeah, just so betrayed means everyone who's like, but, but, but i don't know yeah fine
1: fair enough but that yeah, maybe at this point needs to be brought out. Then you know, someone is allowed to make a feminist critique. Because if I made a Marxist critique of Mario games, in some sense, I can't imagine how that would go. But somehow, you know, <laughs>
2: the coins are there for you to take. That's definitely yeah, capitalism. Some,
1: something capitalist about it. Yeah, exactly. It's greedy. There's no sharing
2: amongst uh, your life. Literally, party. your your time on the planet is compounded the more money you get.
1: Yeah, right. There's there probably is some way I could build it in, right? But the thing is, that her analysis was good. It was, yeah, it really was tenuous yeah. like this. But maybe if I did do that, and some capitalist guy then decided to send me a rape threat, as a result, it absurd. And, well, as, and as a white man, and you I would report would them find to the right police. But the,
2: but the other thing. someone has, <laughs> a, has sent you a, a threat. Yeah, no, but yeah. the thing is that in your example, you miss the fact that men in societal, I'm not saying men don't get raped because that's not true, but the societal view of rape is very much a women victim thing. So when you are rape threatened, it's much more easy to not take it seriously, but Mm -hmm. like, talk to everyone out there, talk to your female friends or loved ones about how what it's like to be a woman walking home from the bar or walking to your car late at night, and the shit that goes through your head because it that's the world we live in and yeah. it's fucking ridiculous and all women to some like know someone who this has happened to um have these feelings that like i've been the guy who happens to be walking behind a girl late at night for a couple blocks and like felt them shirk mm-hmm. felt them quicken their pace and all oh, i wanted okay. like what are you supposed to do like, as a dude, I'm like, Whoa, what?" Are, but it's not me that's the <laughs> problem, it's the world, right? Like, I can't just yell, I'm not going to rape you! Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure all they're going to hear is, rape you! <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, man. And you, you, you do get it in, sort of, when you're walking towards, uh, like, a young lady late at night, that they will... Then cross the road from you, and you're thinking I I pose absolutely zero threat to you whatsoever. But you do not know that, and and we live in a society which has made you think that even, even, you know, that there is some slight chance that I may do something.
2: Well, and that the society won't support you at all, like completely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is which is not just the fear mongering;
2: it's the fact that like this is a legitimate threat, and mm. not not much is going to come out of it. To, to punish the wrongdoer. Can
1: I just point out that one advantage of being a man working in the brewing industry is that I have such early starts and I go to bed so early that there's really no chance that I would ever be, I mean, you're both saying, oh, you're walking late at night. You know, I, I haven't walked late at night for ages. So it's <laughs> summer at the moment as well. I, I get up and it's sunny. It's already the sun's come up and I'm in bed before the sun goes down. I haven't seen nighttime for months. <laughs> it's like
2: and none of this applies to me. That's I hilarious. Because that on this side, of the, um, Catherine has the opposite problem, which is a lot, a lot, lot for a lot of the year, she never sees the sun at all. mm um, yes
0: right I'm I think I'll just round up the and, yes. and finish we, the conversation we do, we do by saying that um, uh, when I mentioned earlier that like the comment which said they're not giving any um, uh, what did I say any words words I didn't things. say any words any things stop. that will stop this from happening they're not giving any what solutions they're not giving any oh, solutions right, yes, right, I've because... got a solution to the problem don't be a fucking dick. Yeah, don't be a don't dick. Don't threaten dick. someone for having an opinion on something. Yeah. There's no need for it. Critique their opinion. Yeah, Maybe completely. You can't critique completely. their opinion. And Shut if the you can, that's what I tell you. Mm. Don't just have a
1: fucking yeah, right.
0: absurd response.
1: If for no other reason than knowing the difference between different types of critique, take an English literature class. Hmm.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, Quite yeah,
1: that. Exactly. E- even learn, that. learn. Even if you don't take the exam, it doesn't matter. Just read. Just a book understand. No, motherfuckers. Right. Think something other than. Slang, slang,
0: sling, 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 sling
1: racial threats at people, or gender based threats at people Mm -hmm. in a Call of Duty chat room for once in your life.
0: Exactly, exactly. Or I'll
1: come round and Ben will rape you. That's my counter apologetic
2: rape threat that I'm sending out to all of them.
0: I'm down Um,
2: that Yeah. (laughs) I feel like there's the point and there's you whizzing by. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. I'm way beyond that, but
2: both the beers have been over 7%. Both the beers have been over 7%, over 7%. Of so I mean, it's going to be like that, isn't it? Lot. Lot.
1: Oh, dear. That's the problem. I haven't articulated no, it's not. it quite as well as I'd have liked to, but so, I did articulate it. Even ben. though you had one beer, all, what was your favourite
2: beer? Um, beer? I'm going to go ahead and say the uh hopyard Pale, Garrison Brewed Dry Hopped. I will say I'm still disappointed that the taste didn't match the the nose. It's mm. it's a fine pale ale. I I wouldn't go out of my way to get it though. I mean, cool. there are West... other pale ales around that are regularly on tap, and I would definitely pick this over the standard, which is um here is the Alexander Keith's quote unquote IPA, which one of these weeks I'll have to review. Um, yeah. but um, there are better beers in town.
0: Cool. And I'm going to assume, Alex, that you all agree with me that the uh, the Westmore Trappist. Was the better beer of the plenty, evening in the in uh, the, and the, and the meantime. Um I think that the the IPA, the meantime IPA, did get better. It the taste didn't quite it wasn't quite as coppery towards the end, um, and it you like. and I think it was. I don't. I'm not going to say that it was because <laughs> the, uh, the the Trappist beer sort of had spoiled our palates, because but I but can't tell you whether it's oh. um yeah,
1: <laughs> but it was better. If you like, I'm not sure I'm going to go that far. No. I just don't want to have one of them anymore.
0: That's fair. Ever again. Yeah. The meantime. Mm. Mm. That's fair enough. Yes. So if you've had a meantime IPA and you disagree with us and you actually like it, and you know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, I know where this is going. Then you should it's tweet a us. Oh. It's not
1: just a comment. It's a segue into another thing.
0: You can tweet us at something tanked up underscore cast. Just Twitter. Just email yeah. Twitter. Go to Go Twitter. And tell and them just to pass along a, look on it. a message to us. And tweet tweet at random people. Just be nice. Mm. Just say, Hey, how's your day going? I hope it's going well. Yeah, and don't rape threat anyone. No. Whatever you do.
1: I
2: can't stress that enough. Exactly. 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 But don't not rape people rape threat people explicitly because that's weird as well. What? Don't what? Don't, don't. not rape people because that's weird. Don't not rape threat people explicitly. Don't be like I am not rape threatening you. <laughs> this is no, not a rape threat. That would be slightly odd. Good be morning. Honest, but... Not a rape
0: threat. Okay, I understand. <laughs> that is also very odd. I that's an anti-rape
2: threat. That's that's not
1: just not rape threatening. That's doing. I said
2: act. not rape threatening explicitly. Oh, I see.
1: So I can't I, okay, got you. Fine.
0: Right. Yes. Finishing um, up the podcast for another week. We have been tanked up. We're on Twitter at cast. I'm at Nova underscore forty seven. Adel is at the upnyard. Mm-hmm. And Not Alex, you can easy. post to... Alex, as you can do Alex is the
1: negation of Twitter.
0: Good. We need everything someone, we need someone holding us to the real yeah, world.
2: Right. Uh, you can also email, email us at tankedup.cast at gmail.com.
0: Glad you remembered it because I didn't. And we have a Facebook that's... page
2: and a YouTube page which does have other content. It does. We've yeah, started yeah. putting
0: up some Rocket League videos because that game is fucking excellent. So have a look out for those if you go on YouTube, which you probably do because it's the second largest search engine in the world. Also, Civilization, because oh. we haven't said that yet. No, we haven't said that yet. What else haven't we said? Well, we did say we did say Super Hexagon yeah. Soon, yeah. So we're, I think we're all done. Yeah. yeah, cool. Take it easy, guys. We'll catch you soon. Bye.
2: Ciao